Friends, welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. My name is Tim Fulton. I'm the founder and chief evangelist for Small Business Matters, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Fulton, the director of marketing for Small Business Matters. Hello, Taylor. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're still hunkered down here in Atlanta, Georgia. You're up in Kansas City. A, a lot has transpired since the last time we talked. Yeah, I would say a lot has transpired and a lot has probably stayed the same. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, we have a great guest today for the Small Business Matters podcast. Very excited, Taylor, to have Veronica Maldonado Torres with us. She is the founder and CEO of VMT Consulting. It's a woman-owned boutique strategy, consulting, training, and development firm that helps companies like many of our listeners grow and transform and thrive through leadership and culture. I've known Veronica for quite a while, back when she was the uh, leader, the executive director of the Georgia Mentor-Protege Connection, MPC, which was the nation's first state-sponsored business mentoring program in the country. She worked with over 150 businesses uh, during her tenure with the Georgia Mentor Protege uh, Connection. Taylor, she also has her own podcast called Driven to Thrive. She has received a number of different awards and distinctions. She was named in 2018 one of the top 50 most influential Latinos in Georgia by the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. She was also named a Diversity Star of Atlanta. She made the prestigious list of Atlanta's 40 under 40. I guess I am no longer eligible for that one. (laughs) She uh, was named a mover and shaker by the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Taylor, I could keep going on, but I'm so excited to have Veronica on with us. And maybe the one thing I should add is that she is also going to be one of our speakers for the, uh, the next Small Business Matters Conference. And I'm excited to have her be able to attend and address our guests at that event. So with no further ado, Veronica, welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast. Well, thank you, Tim, for having me and Taylor. Uh, what an honor to be on your show, Tim. Uh, you know, I have such admiration for the work that you do for small businesses and have enjoyed every single moment of our past experiences and uh, just really an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today. So thanks for having me. Well, you're very welcome. And we always start off with the same question. And that question is, Veronica, what is it that you do that matters to small business? Wow. Well, you know, Tim, first, I just have such a, a passion as you do for small business. And I think that, you know, what I do uh, that matters for small business is um, help them believe in realizing their goals, reaching that vision that they have to you know, bring economic security to their family, to grow their business. And it's really, you know, helping them extract their value proposition, help shape the narrative of what they do and do it best and understand who they're serving and and help them strategize to make that happen. So Veronica, tell us a little bit about how you got to this point in your career. Well, that's how I got to this point. First, I'll share with you I think the the passion that I have for small business really derives from my family. My family has a marketing and communications firm that they've had for over 37 years. 
first generation American. Uh, and, you know, to have a business um, here, they're from Columbia, South America, um, really was. And I think is for many, the American dream is to be able to provide and create something and um, sustain yourself and impact the community. Uh, but my passion really rose from being eight years old and, and seeing them work so hard towards, um, you know, servicing their clients and, you know, taking care of their employees and building a business that could leave a legacy. You know, my life has taken me on a zigzag path, which I'm really grateful for. You know, we start to see a lot of information coming out now around innovation, uh, you know, that is really driven through diversity. And I think that that's one of the things that I've been able to leverage as my past experience, having worked in marketing, communications, promotion from a music and entertainment side. That's actually how I started my career was on the PR and communication standpoint for a major entertainment company. So uh, EMI Music Marketing, really sales and logistics and understanding how to market specific products to specific uh, demographics and being able to convert those into sales. Working with small mom and pop shops, a lot of my work back in EMI, back in the heyday, that was like almost 18 or so years ago was really helping those small business owners be successful and they were record companies. So from small record companies before, well, we had big box retailers, media plays, Walmarts, Targets, um, but it was those small record stores that were, you know, really bringing music to the community. So having an understanding of the market, that led me to, you know, Sony BMG. And I had about 98 radio stations with Sony BMG, again, doing cross promotion, you know, sales, you know, just community cross channel promotion and marketing. Um, and it just allowed me to see each artist and product and how to sell it and how to meet not only how to meet the need, but how to get it to the people that would be moved by the message that they had. And I think that's an important part of my background because after that, um, I went in, into obviously PR communications with my family business. And then I went to work for the Latin American Association. And in the Latin American Association, my work was um, really on working on donor cultivation, special events and logistics, again, uh, bringing revenue into the organization. And during that time, I was asked to be a part of this really cool organization called the National Latina Business Women's Association. And uh, it was, you know, kind of my first inkling to really get into the small business development space. And it, there it just, you know, my heart unlocked and unleashed in many aspects. You know, the program that I would later go to to support and, and work with for, you know, eight years, you know, I had, we had a little program that, that was designed um, called Think to Inc. And, you know, it was taking a small group of actually women, Latina women specifically, who had an idea and wanted to bring that concept to life through a business. So it was a small, you know, microcosm, you know, um, version of the Georgia Mentor Protege Connection, you know, sourcing speakers and making sure we had the right content and curriculum and, you know, also energizing them with hope and faith that this dream was not an illusion, but it was something they were perfectly capable of realizing with hard work and understanding the needs of the market and where their passion 
live in that. So then I'd go to work for the Georgia Mentor Protege Connection, which was, you know, really a, a role that was a dream for me in so many ways. Very formative. You know, again, my passion for people and kind of being a business accelerator really started to emerge uh, during that time where, you know, I had the chance over these eight years to work with over 150 CEOs and businesses. And what I'm so grateful for was just having the opportunity to see all kinds of business across all sectors and industries, all demographic, um, people from all walks of life. And it was just such an incredible education um, to be there supporting them. Again, you know, strategic planning, sales, marketing, operations. And one of my favorite things that came out of that time period was helping them really reinvent what the future looked like. And what I took from my experience and what I take into what I do today is helping these business owners believe that they're capable of achieving that goal and then putting a vision, a strategy and execution in place. And, uh, you know, we, you know, that's where my, my passion, I think, for company culture as well. You know, so many different changes were happening in the marketplace. And, you know, with the, the the five different generations in the workplace and the changing demographic of, um, you know, millennial, largest millennial community coming in with an, an aging community and how are these businesses going to work with major corporations and what was the entry point and how did they have to sell themselves and, you know, the struggle, you know, the struggle of the euphoric moments, I think, just always, um, you know, elevated me and drove me to want to deliver my best in helping them bring resources together. And I think at the end of the day, that's what the work that I do, you know, is, you know, like Tim that has such a passion for small businesses, being able to be a mentor, a coach, a consultant to bring those resources necessary for them to grow, transform and thrive because, you know, the market continues to change and at the accelerated pace that it's in, you know, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to make sure that I'm looking out for those leaders that are really intentional about leading a purpose-driven company um, that wants to do good, that wants to have social impact. And my job is to make sure that they're staying future-focused, prepared, and purposeful about what they're doing today to maintain and sustain that. Mm. So that's the kind of <laughs> long story. But wow, I, I, what, a, what a journey that you had. In, in getting uh, to where you are today. And, you know, it was that the Georgia Mentor Protege connection that you and I really first started working together and, and what a successful program that was. Veronica, I'm curious. So let's just imagine that I'm a, you know, you worked with these, these companies, these small companies that wanted to be able to work with the big companies, the Fortune 500 companies. And, you help them, you know, build those connections. So imagine that I am a, a small business today and and I dream of working with Home Depot or Coca-Cola or Georgia Power. What advice would you give to me about trying to, to head in that direction and, and try to, you know, build those types of clients? And maybe are there any risks associated with going after such large clients? What would you suggest to our listeners? Yeah. So, you know, I would, and that's primarily the work that I did, you know, my, my kind of sweet spot was the million to $30 million businesses and working the majority of the businesses uh, being diverse and, and are diverse. Um, but, you know, I love working with all small businesses. 
you know, it's a long road, right? I think the first, first and foremost, I think it's one point of diversification of your revenue is going after the corporate base. If that is, if you're a potential supplier that could really add value to their supply chain, you know, the first thing is understanding your competition and where you fit within the supply chain and understanding what your value proposition is so that when you do get that opportunity to present your company, you're ready to go, you know, have your capability statement ready. They're going to take a look at you from a 360 degree approach. And that continues to be something really imperative for these companies that are, you know, wanting to support small businesses. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that if they stick their neck out for you for an opportunity, that you're not going to bring risk to the organization. So from a risk perspective, how tight are you looking from the ability to sustain and support whatever it is that you are supplying? I would suggest, you know, starting with, you know, maybe the general market, depending on what it is that you're servicing, but, you know, get your past experience in place so that you can confidently come to the table and take a look at where do I fit in the supply chain? What am I offering that my competitors aren't offering? You know, it's that innovative approach and, and it's relationship, right? Um, it's relationship and it's what you can deliver at the end of the day. They're taking a look at companies right now from a completely different perspective, I think, from where I was seeing uh, several years ago, you know, again, working a lot in the supplier diversity space where they're looking for uh, women, minority, you know, small disadvantaged uh, businesses, LGBT, uh, veteran, um, you know, they're looking for companies that uh, their company culture is also diverse. You know, they're taking a look at the social responsibility of some of these businesses because they understand the ripple effect that they can have in communities. And, you know, that is, I think, an angle that would definitely recommend. You know, some companies do a lot of social impact work, but don't necessarily talk about it as, as a value of working with that company. And I think it really talks about the soul. And the soul is important because, you know, we have to kind of captivate and work. We work with people that we like. We also want to work with people that are very intentional about the work that they're doing. And that's actually one of the reasons I'm doing the work that I'm doing today is, you know, really seeking and supporting those small businesses that have a have a um, have a deeper desire to impact their community and 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 the people that they work with at home. So and Veronica, as a follow up is if I'm a, if I'm that small business and I'm thinking about wanting to go after these big companies is there any risk that I might face in doing that? Any risk that I might be exposed to in going after large potential clients? Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that I started seeing a lot and I have started seeing a lot is, you know, making sure that you've got cybersecurity insurance. They, you know, now are, 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 are really staying focused on how they can prevent risk. And cybersecurity, as we know, is, is an area that, you know, small businesses have a, a weak spot for, to be quite frank. And so when, when you're coming in working with this, with this major corporation, they're going to be looking at, um, you know, are you a potential risk from that standpoint? Because as we've known and we've heard in the headlines, um, you know, that's a huge area that can deeply impact a major organization. Um, so I would say that. I would say 
make sure that when you're working uh, with uh, corporate America, that they're not, you know, 80% or 50% of your revenue base. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, the the hope is that you're working with someone that understands that they can't put all their, they, they can't be your sole source, you know, client. Um, you've got to diversify. Um, they will shy away of seeing when they're spending more than 20% with you. Because again, the, the goal is to procure services and to work with you, but it's not to break you. And I do think that that's another area of risk is, you know, make sure that you've got great cash flow and um, great communication with your contact within a corporation. That is going to be critical is the cash flow piece. You know, we're seeing a lot of corporations now where, you know, they're paying depending on where they're at, you know, 60, 90 days, you know, do you have the cash flow to be able to do that? What strategies do you have in place in order to be a player and be a supplier to a major corporation and understand that that's going to be a necessary piece for you to take care of? Because quite frankly, some of the opportunities can really kill you if you're not financially prepared from that standpoint. So I think that's another avenue to be mindful of moving forward. Veronica, you you touched on this uh, briefly, but tell us a little bit about what a typical client engagement looks like for you and your your shop. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I work with a lot of small businesses, you know, CEO doing a lot of leadership development, coaching, executive coaching and strategy. Uh, And so, you know, we can we've got to go in and find out what's going on with the organization. um, Where are some of the pain points that um, they're currently experiencing and trying to find what the source of that is? I love to sit down. I have a driven program. Uh, which is really focused on vision, strategy, and execution. And we sit down and we do an assessment of where the company is right now, where the company wants to be in the future, what are the three specific areas that we need to focus on. And, you know, the engagement can be, you know, a six-month to a 12-month engagement if it's from a consulting standpoint, uh, if it's from a coaching standpoint. Again, we've got some packages as well in, in those six to nine to 12 months. But, you know, we're really looking at providing solutions. You know, for me, it's really critical to make sure that there's value add from my standpoint and that we're coming in to bring the company to the next level, to the next place. I also serve corporations. So, you know, small businesses are my clients. Corporations are my clients. For small businesses, I also do make some strategic connections. And again, we have to position them in a a way that they're ready, able, willing to work with these major companies that when, you know, I open the door to a company, they're ready, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's my reputation. But my desire to see them succeed is going to make sure that we're prepared for that moment when that door is open. From a corporate standpoint, I do provide corporate services specifically around program development and consulting, supplier development. So I work with a couple of corporations now in that arena where we're making sure that the programming is um, helping to elevate and build small businesses you know, it's it's a continuous improvement process. I think as a small business owner, uh, and many of you that are listening, and I know Tim and, and Taylor know this and, and breathe this, because if there's one person who's constantly educating himself and feeding us as well, some really great information about what's going on is Tim, but that continuous improvement and that growth mindset is, is a critical factor. And a lot of our corporations are focused on that. You know, they're supporting organizations that are, you know, working on the development of small businesses and making sure that they're relevant in today's marketplace, not only relevant, 
relevant, but sustainable. So I work on a lot of initiatives to make sure that they're reaching those communities first and foremost, that they're creating uh, programming that's going to help them achieve the, the goals that they have and that they're resilient for the supply chain, which at the end of the day is, is where it's at. You know, they want to minimize, mitigate risk. And the way to do that is to build. And you build those suppliers that you believe are future forward, future ready, and able to step up when needed. Taylor, you know, Veronica is so right on that, that, you know, I've seen companies that have worked so hard to try to work with very large companies, and then they find out that it doesn't work out so well for a variety of different reasons. But I want to switch gears for, for our next question, Veronica, you have worked with and for a number of, of Hispanic businesses. What are some of the unique, both unique opportunities and unique challenges that Hispanic small companies face today? You know, uh, believe it or not, um, you know, one of the biggest issues that we have is, you know, access to capital. I know that's Mm -hmm. kind of across the board, but it, it is it continues to be a unique challenge in getting access to capital. I think, too, you know, the the unique challenges that we're seeing with the Hispanic community. Actually, I'm really grateful to be on the board of the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. They're doing an incredible job supporting and developing um, uh, Hispanic businesses here in the state of Georgia and giving them access and opportunity. Um, but, you know, they, they continue with understanding how to navigate, you know, definitely from a corporate standpoint, how to navigate, you know, the, the procurement system and supply chain. So, it, you know, for them, I think it's it's um, there's such a huge actually opportunity. You know, actually, when I think about the Latino community, you know, I think about the booming market that it is. And quite frankly, you know, that's why I'm, when I think about the question, it's like, yes, they have the same barriers that, you know, every small business has um, access to capital being being the first, as I said. But, you know, I think understanding how the supply chain works and where they fit. But the opportunity right now is so incredible. You know, when you take a look at the statistics of the the people that are starting, you know, or the communities that are starting the most businesses, it's the Hispanic community. Um, when you take a look at who's driving that, you know, believe it or not, it's women, it's Latina business owners. So, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity because, um, you know, depending on respective countries, whether you were born here, first generation, you know, Latino like I am, you know, I'm a first generation American, Colombian American. And, you know, the, 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 the work ethic that's been had, our systems and our communities are a bit more entrepreneurial. So I think that there's a lot of grind. Um, I think the pathway is one that continues to be an area of improvement. How do I navigate? Um, but the desire and the capacity is there. It's like the pathway. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of true of every business. What's the proper pathway, right? And I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. We're going to continue to see that market grow and bring jobs and opportunity and business one of our favorite questions we ask our guests on this podcast is what is a, a best mistake that you've made in your career? And then on the flip side, maybe the worst mistake you've made in your career. Best mistake I ever made. Um, 
So I don't know if it was a mistake for, you know, for me, it's so difficult to say mistakes because, uh, and I, Tim, Tim and I have had conversations about this, but everything is a learning opportunity for Mm -hmm. me. So even just to hear the word mistake for me is kind of takes me back sometimes, but I think, you know, the, the best mistake I ever made, uh, just from a career standpoint is stepping into an opportunity that maybe I didn't necessarily feel ready for. And um, I think that that is is something that we take with us as small business owners, as we're supporting our small businesses. You know, they have to step up every day and be really, really resilient. And, um, you know, we have got to work on preparing ourselves for those tough moments when we have to step up as leaders. And so again, you know, I don't know if I have a, a necessarily a best mistake that I've ever made, but I think it was saying yes to, to, to probabilities that, you know, seemed far outside my reach. But I think at the end of the day, that's kind of the mindset of the entrepreneur, you know, the ability to think that you can make it, um, the capacity to know that um, you're able to meet the opportunity and to rise to the occasion. Well, I totally agree with you that, that, that mistakes are always learning experiences. So maybe if there's not a, a good mistake you've made, what about a, a poor one? A poor mistake that I've made. Uh, you know, I think that when dealing with clients, a poor mistake that I've made, uh, you know, is, is sometimes I am very visionary. And, I, you know, I remember one time I was working with a client and, you know, providing the kind of the pathway and the solution. And, you know, I, that was kind of early on. And I realized, you know, they just weren't quite there yet in what I could see for them. And I think I, in, in realizing that situation, I could have, you know, guided a little bit more. But I think that's actually what's made me better now today is those moments of understanding that we're not all at the same level at the same time. And we've got to mm-hmm. now as a coach, as a mentor, as a leader, understand that, you know, we've got to guide. And sometimes people are going to get what you can see from a visionary standpoint. I get so excited when I see some of these companies and I sit down with them and they, I can already see the big picture of where this can go. And they're still at step number, you know, three of 10. And so I think the, 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 the poor mistake I made back then was not realizing that I had to be patient in the process, but the blessing in disguise is that it taught me to be patient in helping lead them to that place and that it takes time. That's great. Great example. Thank you, Veronica. The, the last question that I have for you is, you know, we find ourselves in an interesting time right now with the corona pandemic and not a place that we chose to be, but a place that we find ourselves. Veronica, I'm curious, what is it that you're hearing? What is it that you're seeing from your clients? And then what advice are you giving to your clients today? You know, the last six weeks, Tim, this is such a loaded question. You know, you're right. We're in completely unprecedented, unchartered territory. One of the things that I've been saying to them is, you know, when have when have things actually ever been really certain? You know, we've we've navigated. We think that we can we can forecast to a certain extent. We've got a strategy in place to take us to the next level. But, you know, it's, it's built in on your faith of the possibilities and the work towards that. 
you know, the clients that I've been serving the last six weeks, I think I've seen just such a range of emotion, Tim, you know, going through those, you know, what is it, five or six stages of grief, you know, the acceptance, the the going into strategy mode, going into um, what are the possibilities and how do I deal with the possibilities with all the unknowns to finally a moment of saying, you know, I kind of have to surrender to a certain extent. I have to take things day by day. I've been having a lot of discussion about how to give themselves permission to pause in this moment where we are all on a global pause. That's really hard for very driven business owners and CEOs and entrepreneurs. I know for me, you know, it's also that drive to win, you know, to provide a service, but to win, to serve, to create. And with an abrupt stop like this, that provides uncertainty. You know, one of the things that I've been sharing with them is make the white space count, make this pause count. We're so busy. Every single moment of our day is allocated towards something. Allow this moment, this white space to help you really reflect on the business and where you're headed. Are you on the course you have actually wanted to take the business? What are some of the things that you would be doing differently? What are the markets that you've been trying to serve? How can you serve them in a different capacity? Right now, and it's you know very interesting, but last year I gave a talk to USPAC where my corporate friends came to me, they're like, hey, Veronica, we we need you to kind of design a training program around, you know, being unique and bringing results. And, you know, what a blessing to have put that together because, you know, right now is your time to identify what are you really unique and good at? How can you stand out in the market? But most importantly, how can you reinvent the playbook of possibilities? And that's been one of the things I've been talking a lot about. Reinvent the playbook of possibilities. First, we have to give ourselves permission to believe and to see a landscape completely different. You know, take inventory of what you're feeling, where you're at, and remember your why right now more than ever. Because for many, it's been hard to get out of bed, you know, for and for some, they're soaring because they, you know, live through the recession. You know, they've been in this reinvention. Um, they've been in the um, in, in the digital space as well. Um, so a lot of them are are some of them are doing really, really well because they've been sharpening their sword for so long and being adaptable during this time frame. And now, you know, that adaptability is really key. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's take the time to reinvent the playbook of possibilities for your business. Spend time as a CEO, as a leader, looking at yourself again. Stay in communication with your team. This is the time to build, you know, that continued camaraderie and rapport um, for, for those that, you know, have their employees, you know, remote you're also starting to see something different from the employee standpoint is a complete re-engagement to a certain extent of the organization because now they value they have a job, you know, with the with the market that we have. So, you know, as a leader, number one, you've got to be taking care of yourself during this time frame. Really reflect, give yourself permission in this pause to really pay attention to where it is that you want to be as a leader and CEO, what type of leader and CEO you want to be in this moment and communicate with your employees, um, find a way to, you know, have camaraderie together um, so that you can build that relationship. But, you know, yeah, it's a time to, to, to take a look at the pivot strategy, to reinvent what the future is going to look like for everybody 
because this is real. You know, I think we're going to have life before COVID and life after COVID. And, you know, I'm having some very interesting conversations, even with major business organizations, economic development folks that, you know, are taking a look at, you know, new potential requirements that businesses are going to have in order to stay COVID compliant for the long term. So, you know, again, we're on a global pause. Take a moment to take inventory of, you know, you and yourself as a as a person, as a business leader. Take a look at the business that you have and think about the ways that you can be reinventing. You know, there is such an opportunity, I think, in crisis to emerge so much stronger. Some of the best companies came out of the recession. Undoubtedly, it's different circumstances. But I think the advice that I leave is have a mindset that you are going to find a way during this season and that you're going to emerge stronger, more resilient, more focused on why what you do matters and see out there where the gaps are so that, you know, you can, if it's in line with your business, um, provide that reinvent the playbook of possibilities and give yourself permission to look at things differently. And I think that's a major one. The mindset, it has been the major shift that we've been working on. And, mm. you know, thinking about what the future will look like and adapting to that adaptability, we should all, you know, I think one of the things that I've always seen in CEOs is this incredible drive to achieve and to provide and to create. But at the same time, it's, you know, that adaptability. I think our workforce, we all have to be adaptable. And and that's just something that we have to continue to focus on. I will say, I, I think right now, uh, you know, the last six weeks wasn't necessarily a time to go hard on a sell. You know, be, be mindful that people are experiencing trial and tribulation right now in different ways. We're on the same boat as far as going through this season. Um, but we're not on the same type of boat. And so I think we have to be realistic about how everyone is experiencing that and not being tone deaf. I think as a CEO with your employees or with your clients, really, really being more relational versus transactional, I think is going to be critical for right now. And understand when there's a time to sell and when there's a time to sow and create and provide additional value and service because at the end of the day, I think those that are going a little bit beyond in this season are going to be the ones to emerge stronger. Uh, you're seeing a lot of companies really come together and support communities. When you take a look at, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, how you see it, but this is just a reality and a perception from a brand perspective, you know, Ruth Chris gets what, $20 million, I think it is, or a bit more. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then you got Shake Shack getting that and then giving it back. And, you know, you're seeing commentary, a good, bad, or indifferent, you know, the social purpose around the give back is inspiring people to really want to re-engage with that brand when when they can you know so i think there's there's a couple of factors to think about um from an, a brand integrity standpoint what are your what are your company values right now you're going to strengthen that or you're you're going to find what you're really made of as those core values and tim you are a man that has been driving core values for an organization for a very long time and i think it's time to reevaluate what those look like and make sure that they're they're purposeful and intentional for where for where we're going in the future. That, that Taylor, that's such a great message for our listeners. And what I wrote down was make the pause count. 
utilize the white space, having a, a mindset of, of a, adaption and, and, and willingness to pivot. Those are such important and critical uh, thoughts, I think, for small business owners today. Friends, you're listening to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. So, Veronica, now we've gotten to, to my favorite part of the program, and that's the rapid-fire section of the program. I'll turn it over to my co-host, Taylor. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so, Veronica, we'll, we'll start simple. Given the, the current situation and that most of us uh, are quarantining at home, what are you doing to keep busy these days? <laughs> well, I have to laugh because um, a lot of people have found open space and time. And I, I actually happen to be a mother and a wife as well. So my, my I was laughing with one of my leadership buddies that has an organization. I said, you know, I just realized that I have a three-year-old. And so, uh, you know, my time right now is really focused on, you know, family values, to be quite frank just with the rapid pace of life, coming in and having a sense of discipline um, for what success looks like for our family in this time frame, and also taking inventory of, you know, where I want to take my business moving forward, just reevaluating uh, the trajectory that I'm on and taking time to create. I'm, a, I'm in creation mode right now. So the downtime that I do have, I do work on, on listening to what I feel is coming next and creating towards that. And in my, in some of my off time as well, I'm reaching out to folks, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm not reaching out to folks to charge for anything. I'm reaching out to folks because this is a time to be relational and not necessarily transactional. I think the transaction is going to come as a result of being heart and being empathetic and being genuine and authentic. Absolutely. A second rapid fire question Given that you are a fellow podcaster, what are some, maybe just one or two tips that you would give listeners who are maybe interested in starting their own podcast? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I think podcasting is amazing. I, uh, I, you know, I was reading the other day about how people are learning these days. And it's, you know, away from the traditional approaches, they're listening to podcasts, taking courses online, being a part of communities. And it's so incredible to be able to start my podcast, which is kind of like a video and a podcast. So I've got YouTube and all the platforms. But the tip is really understanding why you're doing it why you're doing it and what is the purpose. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's bringing game changers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators to share their story of how they've redefined what success looks like and as, are living life on their own terms. And I think that's an important story because for me, there is nothing greater than finding the gain that came out of pain. You know, the adversity I think is just so fortifying. That's why I know this period is, is difficult, but I think it's going to birth so much good. And we've got to be able to see those silver linings. So my recommendation would be, you know, understand why you're actually creating the podcast. What's the message you actually want to share and to whom? And for me, it's giving hope. It's giving hope that, you know, there were people that had an idea that decided to go for it, whether it was by accident or intentional, and what it's taught them about life. And it's uncovering who they are, you know, is who you are 
you know, coming through in the in the business that you're running and the people that you support and serve. And I've always seen business owners as shepherds. You know, we are tasked with taking care of a group of people that, you know, you're not just providing an opportunity for one person. You're feeding a family. Mm-hmm. You're impacting a community. And there's such a larger purpose to that. Um, my podcast is about seeing the larger purpose in that and being driven to thrive no matter what's happening in your life, in the world, in society, there's an intentionality behind thriving in all aspects. Excellent. Well, Veronica, we will get you out of here on this. Uh, given that you have a bit of a music background, what are you listening to these days? <laughs> um, again, if I'm being honest, <laughs> I told you I had a three-year-old, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, um, you know, I was looking at a tribute this morning. I think it's Tori Kelly. I can't remember the name, but you know, I'm I'm listening. I'm, well, I will tell you, I'm Latina, so I'm going to give you give it to you real. Um, Luis Fonsi uh, and Bieber have a, a song out, Despacito, which is uh, it's basically like you know, go slowly, and it's got reggaeton vibes. And my daughter loves it. Our family loves it. We put it on when we just want to jam together. I'm also listening to Mark Anthony. Uh, he has a song called Vivir, and it's the song is a celebration of life. It's like you know when you when you cry, when you laugh, when you it's going through all the emotions of life. But at the end of the day, you're living, you're breathing, and it's such an inspirational song. Again, um, Vivir mi vida, living my life by Mark Anthony. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Taylor, I, I'm thinking I want to see her her Spotify playlist. I think that would be great. <laughs> well, you can actually find three songs on Spotify, believe it or not. In uh, this year, uh, I supported a, a girlfriend in her dream, and she's she writes lyrics. She's a she's a corporate gal. She's amazing, and she was like, you know, Veronica, I really want to still share stories of of women um, at any age pursuing their dreams and she's in her 40s and she was like and I remember you a recording artist I'm like yeah sure she's like you know would you record these songs for me I'm like yeah absolutely well we recorded three songs one one is fearless another one is surrounded um and one of them made them to a top uh, finalist for the WNBA theme song so you know I'm growing and stretching myself and and living my dreams but you can actually find me on Spotify that is is fantastic (laughs) Well, I, uh, I can't believe, Veronica, how fast our time has gone. It, 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 it always amazes me how quickly the, the show goes through our time. I know many of our guests will want to reach out to you. What's the easiest way for them to contact you? Sure. Um, they can send me an email at info at vmtconsulting.com. You can visit my website at vmtconsulting.com. Very easy. You can follow me on social media at VMT Speaks on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn as well. And um, definitely follow Driven to Thrive. You can find it on YouTube and all the major platforms. Well, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to to reach out to Veronica. I think you'll find a, a wealth of information and, and knowledge there. Taylor, I've got a page full of notes, everything from the importance of the, the small business owner being the, the cheerleader and the shepherd at the same time, the advantages and disadvantages of working with large Fortune 500 customers, 
the some of the opportunities and threats that Hispanic businesses face in our economy today and and some great wisdom around the coronavirus and, and everything related to it as it as it relates to small business owners. How about you? Uh, what what takeaways do you have? Well, I think the primary takeaway I have is just using this time to focus in on values and, and kind of potentially pivot your game plan or, or launch a new game plan, uh, if you will. So I, I think given the current state of things, that's a really powerful message and the, certainly not, not easy, um, something worthwhile to think about. So, Veronica, thank you so much for being with us today. And and I hope next time I have you on, I may have you sing a lyric. (laughs) Thank you for being with us. You've got it. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Tim and Taylor. Thank you. You're welcome. Taylor, lots of things going on. Small Business Matters. We have our boot camp is going on currently. And we also have the Small Business Matters peer group that meets on a, a, a weekly basis. We also have a luncheon coming up that we're excited about. So lots of activity going on. I want to remind our listeners, if you're not already a subscriber to our newsletter, check out the website at smallbusinessmattersonline.com. I want to thank each of our listeners for listening to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. May each of you continue to pursue all that matters.